Kalimera, Kalispera, whatever time you're watching, this is Mappa. I'm Stel. Thaso is here. And as you can see, we have a returning guest to talk Brathlima. Manu Garcia. File, how Hello. are you? How, how are you? Good. Everything is it's okay. How are you? All okay, amigo. Thank you for the, your time. Thank you for coming on the show. It's great to have you on again. Very excited to talk Brathlima with you. Very excited. Yes, I'm happy. I'm happy being here with you. Yes, thank you. We can we can talk about uh, my friends again. Yes, it's also yes, yes. good to have somebody who actually knows what they're talking about instead of us, where we go. Nah. <laughs> yeah. So it's good. It's good to have a professional on here. Man who knows, man who knows football. We exactly. Don't. <laughs> <laughs> He's done it. We haven't. <laughs> okay. Well, let's talk about the Group B games because there's a lot to show. But we know what Group B is like. There's too many games. A lot of games don't mean anything, but it's nice to discuss it. And let's go straight with uh, Baralimni beating Agrida 5-1. Thaso, um, where did that come from? <laughs> it, it, listen, right? It's because of, obviously, Sachas has been listening to me and you complain about him not playing Vucenovic or Fernandez, And then he puts them on. And they scored two goals each. Uh, and uh, I'm pretty sure Fernandez set up the fifth goal as well. So, you know, there it is, isn't it? Kind of delivered a shock to the system. Because I think in the five games beforehand, um, Vucenovic only started two of them. And Fernandez only started one. And they hadn't scored a single goal in those five games beforehand. And he plays them properly. This is, I think there's a great counter attacking goal here, I think. Or is it, uh, is it, is it the, uh, the chance for, for, for Lamy that he did by himself? Oh, no, there it is. Bam. No, all the goals, okay. mate. All the goals. Oh, it's all, it's all the goals. We, have, we haven't got, it's, it's all, it's, it's, it's all filler. No, it's all killer, no filler. Yeah. Yes. But yeah. Um, so yeah. You start, you start those two uh, and uh, look at that. You score five goals. It's fairly, it's fairly straightforward, isn't it? You know, you you listen to us. And <laughs> listen to happen. us. We know what we're talking about sometimes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, this game was quite a belter. I had three Salamina three. Um, some strange goals scored in this game. And <laughs> Manu, when you see the Salamina goal afterwards, the one where. Um, Oh, I was. That's the yeah. It's, these are crazy goals, amigo. Um, I was. I know. I was. You saw it. I know. I know. Group. I know. Group B can be a bit boring, but when you see three three games, you do want to watch the highlights at least, no? Hey, in this in this uh, Cyprus football, every game is, is so so fun. Yes, yes. Everybody. <laughs> every every game, something something happens. Yes. Amigo, Dora Garay scored two goals. Uh, the the websites are saying Dora Garay might go to Abolon. I, I like he's this scoring guy. many goals. Yeah, he's scoring many mm. goals. He's a he's one of those uh, poachers. You know, he's one of those top strikers where he he get he needs maybe half a chance and he will score. Yep. Yeah. yeah. His. Uh... He's defending a little. Uh, no, he's defending leaves uh, a little bit to uh, 
okay, to wonder about. I think I, I think <laughs> when the when Isles third goal goes goes in, you'll see him uh, defending uh, the corner. But first, yeah, what, here's, here's what is this, happening here, here's Manu? What, what what is this? Get on that. <laughs> something unbelievable. <laughs> Uh, what happened there? I think uh, he doesn't know where where was the goal because it's not uh, normal. Yeah? It's, it's unbelievable. I'm not sure what Jalma was doing. Uh, it's it's a very strange one. Yeah, yeah. And uh, Gadmiodisa beat Loxa two one. I think Gadmiodisa are safe. My friend Ernest getting on the score sheet there. I love I love Ernest. Such a nice guy. But Gadmiodisa came back to win the game. Uh, Manu. Gunwood said that spend a lot of money on players, um, but they still have many problems. Is is this one team that you think maybe in two or three years they will be fighting for for the championship, or maybe they will be middle of the table team? I don't know. I don't know anything about this club. Uh, I have there Gastañaga, yes, uh, a friend of mm. me, but but uh, okay, is uh, is its first season in in the league. And uh, and they are without problems uh, about relegation, so it's a, a good step for them. Uh, it's not everything about about money. Uh, you need some some time. I said the same with with Aris, No, you need some time to work, to adapt the league, to to create a club. And uh, okay, it's it's a good season for for them, in my opinion. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's why. Is that a penalty for you? <laughs> uh, well, I mean, you do you do see kind of. Uh, his shirt kind of gets pulled quite a lot. It's a very soft penalty to to concede. But you know, Adenon is having one of those seasons, isn't he? It's like every yeah. every every game, there seems to be a bad thing going. For him. Yeah, yeah. And uh, speaking of bad things, our friend Joel didn't have a, a great game for Olympiagos. They lost four ones on Rostosi. Uh, he gave mm. away the penalty. I don't think he can argue with that, to be fair. Um, but Guerrero scored. And um, Manu Guerrero is a very, very good player, isn't he? He's, he seems to be scoring a lot of goals now for Anacosi. Yes, I watched uh, a fault kick uh, against uh, Docks, I think. Uh, now this uh, penalty. Yes, he's scoring many goals. He, he was a good player here in, in first division in Sporting de Gijón and Leganes. And then he went to to Greece, and uh, he played a good season, I think, there uh, Olympiacos, if I am not wrong. And uh, yeah. and now in Anorthosis, he's doing he's doing good, uh, yeah, good level, good level, good striker, fighter. He's a fighter, and he scores goals. It's good, it's good. What do you think Guerrero can can teach the the younger players in the squad? Because he's very experienced, so I'm sure he has. A lot to offer the the squad. Yes, okay. I, I remember him like a very competitive uh, player. He fight a lot. He was good in the into the box, and uh, yeah, he's scoring. He's scoring goals. So if if you you find a player like like him with experience uh, as fighter, and uh, he can be a, a really good player for for our tosses. Yeah, yes. Yeah. He's, he's dangerous with free kicks, with uh, penalties, yeah. but that's of Flori, my goodness, our friend yeah. Flori. Yeah, he's. I, I mean, you, you see him. Like, the good thing about you know, you know, you can see the kind of class of player he is. First, first thing he did when when he did that tackle was check check to make sure Melissa was all right, 
And then obviously you see the red card uh, is coming out and he's got no complaints from it. But yeah. 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 Absolutely. Um, but this this one was ruled out for offside. Um, well, yeah, I mean, it, it wasn't on the pitch. <laughs> it wasn't offside. It wasn't even on the pitch when he got the ball. <laughs> I'd say it was offside. <laughs> well, stranger things have been given in Cyprus, but I'm, I'm sure Eric Botet won't be happy with that because obviously that's his first goal in, in quite a while for Salamina, but obviously it was disallowed. But th- this was another game where... You know, Anorthosi, okay, great for them to win. Salamina, I think they've, they, they're safe, aren't they? There's no problems there. So it's not as if it's going to hurt them in any way. Yeah. Yep. There you go. There's the offside decision. <laughs> Where is he? <laughs> I think it's offside. Eh? <laughs> we talk about, about this, uh, this season in, in my team. Uh, and I think it is, it is offside. Yeah, and then Ningas scores a, a great mate. goal. You should have, you know, that, those Ningas worries. You know, they, it's all well and good pulling, you know, pulling the games out now, but they, you know, they should have been doing that in the first half of the season. Otherwise, yeah. Anorthosis yeah. wouldn't be in the situation they were in. You know. Yeah, Manu, do you think this is a penalty? I didn't see so many, so many penalties eh? <laughs> uh, in this group B, and uh, so many red cards. Uh, Oh, I didn't watch yeah. all the highlights, but uh... yeah. but all, all, all so many red cards. I think over the whole weekend, uh, I think this time now, yeah. there, there was there was there yeah. was two, there was four in two of the games up at the up in Group A. So you know, <laughs> yeah. unbelievable. When you go, yeah. Agrida beating Ael one zero. Um, Manu, I know Ael play the cup final. So maybe these games IL are using for for practice. I think. Do you think more than anything? For sure, for sure, they they will be preparing the the final for sure. And I think Omonia the the same. Uh, both teams are thinking about uh, the cup because eh, the the cup is a title and uh, it allows you to to go to Europe. Yes, Europa League, uh, like Omonia last last year, and uh, it it could. Uh, change your your season from nothing to uh, an amazing season, no? If you win a, a title and, and go to Europe, so I think both teams are thinking uh, in this in this final, and they will be preparing it since since now. Yes, for sure. Yeah, yeah. Faso, are Agrita officially relegated? Or is no, it still no, not officially no, relegated. Got, no, they're, they're, there's four games to play. They're only nine points behind Loxa. Okay, so, okay. So, Manu, there is a you're, sliver you're... of hope. Manu, you know Eraso at Agrida. Yeah, um, yeah. Does, does he tell you about the structure of the club? And Because we know they have many young players, but they have some experienced players as well. Does he talk to you about the, the structure, the, the philosophy of the club? Well, he told me about this, about the, the young players that they have, that like uh, they have a, a very good uh, conditions. They are so fast, so so good without experience. And uh, and he told me that uh, in the in the winter transfer market, yes, uh, they 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 took some some uh, players with more experience, and uh, they were they were better in this uh, second half of of the season. Uh, and he said this that maybe at the beginning they thought that with these young players they were allowed to 
to play uh, against the, all, every, every, all the teams in, mm -hmm. in Cyprus, and, and he thought that maybe they were not ready for, for this. And, uh, and now he says to me that uh, he are, they are playing, playing better and they are fighting uh, every game. Uh, but I think it's it's a little late. Uh, I think uh, the only club who has chances to to be out of the regulation is uh, is Paralimni, and even he's uh, four or five points uh, away from from Doxa. So I think maybe the the three places are are clear. Yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. but the thing is, I, I think Agrita have the the structure to win promotion again next season. I don't know. I don't know. I, I remember that uh, this club was like a second club of, of Pafos no? uh, last year with many mm -hmm. young players. I remember we played a, a friendly game uh, against them and they were uh, good players, so young, but uh, really good players. Uh, I don't know if uh, how they will continue ne next season, no? if they are there near uh, Pafos or not, if, uh, if they will continue with these uh, young players. Uh, second division is always uh, hard and, and difficult, so uh, I don't know. Uh, it's not easy to come back uh, anywhere, anywhere. Manu, I need to ask you about Anorthosi because we know they have big financial money problems and um, they have changes with chairman, presidents, everything like this. But next season... Do you think they can make top six or are the other teams like Aris, Abuel, Omonia, are they too strong? Uh, let's see. Uh, Anorthosis should be in the top six, uh, like Apoel, like Ael, like Apollon, Omonia. But uh, something happens in, in Cyprus is that Aris and Paphos appear and, uh, and change a little everything, no? the football world there. And uh, it's not easy because Aris and Paphos are doing the, the things uh, correctly. Uh, and, and you can see, like, uh, both good teams spending maybe a lot of money. I don't know. Yes. But uh, without a bigger structure, Paphos may be better than Aris about these facilities. Uh, okay. But, uh, but uh, they move uh, Cyprus football. And uh, last year, Ammonia was out of the six, of top six. And this year's uh, anorthosis, uh, they must be, anorthosis must be, ammonia must be, these big clubs have to be in the top six. But uh, you know that maybe now there are uh, seven, eight, eight uh, teams that have the chances to be to be there. Uh, this this season also, Nea Salamina was close to, to be there also with a very good uh, first half of, of the season. So I think the level... Uh, is increasing in in, in Cyprus and uh, okay about the financial problems okay and of course this is a really big club historic club uh, he moves a lot of people this situation with with Augusta makes them stronger because I think everybody around the island uh, from from San Augusta uh, feels uh, and of course it's like a part of of their life and this is very good and very strong feeling. For, for the team and uh, let's see next season uh, must be a good season for for them last season was not bad they were in Europe they they did a, a good season in Europe they were close against Partizan I remember to to pass to qualify 
and then in the, in the league we we played against them the last the last game and we defeated them in um, there in Papadopoulos okay and and we went to conference league but they were there close to to us so let's see uh, i think big teams have to adapt to the new situation with uh, with more teams fighting for the top uh, positions Yep. Hey, the the story in Cyprus is uh, Victor Sanchez might be the new coach for yeah. Anorthosi. Um, this isn't one hundred percent, but this is the story. So, if he is the the new coach, what can he do different to say Cisco Munoz? I remember him as coach of of uh, Betis Real Betis here in in La Liga. I played against them. Uh, and then he he coached in Malaga, so he was coaching in good teams. He was an amazing player, the first of all, amazing winger, really good in uh, in the 20, in the 2000 years there uh, with the Super Deport. And uh, I don't know the style of one of of the other. I think Cisco uh, didn't have enough time because uh, when you find a, a club like Anorthosis with these problems with uh, the players. That maybe are not uh, adapted to to you is uh, was uh, a roster created with for for the other with for the other coach, and it's not easy to adapt to to Cyprus. And uh, uh, the first thing that uh, is important for Artos is if uh, Victor goes there is to create a a roster uh, a team with players that uh, have the idea the uh, of of him of of the coach. If not. It's very, very difficult because our culture about football in Spain is so different to, to Cyprus. Uh, if you go from Spain to, to Cyprus, you need some time to adapt to the culture, to the football, uh, to everything. And uh, it's not easy that you go there and, hey, okay, in one, two weeks I am ready because I am Spanish, I am so good. It's not, it's not easy. And uh, you have to adapt uh, to this uh, situation. So maybe starting from the beginning of the precision, it's uh, easier. I am I am sure it's a really good coach. Yeah, lovely. And Thasso, is there anything you want to go over Group B related that we haven't so, spoken about? There's uh, oh. so <laughs> yeah. This is this is the bit where I do my talking, right? So obviously <laughs> if, uh, there's two teams that had the the general assemblies. Uh, last week, uh, kind of um, after we broadcasted the podcast last week, they did their general assemblies. So one is Ael and the other one is Nea Salamina. So mm. more straightforward, what is Nea Salamina? They have a new president. And because of now that they've got this new president in place, they're able to open contract negotiations with the people they want to open contract negotiations with. Yeah. Um, now, one of the people... Out is the director of football, Baba Ioannou, who's going to Abolon. Okay. And, it, and depending on which uh, which website you read, he's either going to take Dore Garay with him or he's going to take Avoni with him to, okay. to Abolon. Uh, now, on top of that, Nas have also opened discussions with Dore Garay to extend his contract with them. Um, 
Another one that they're trying to keep is Bursaididis. Our, our man Bursabol. He's, he's done yeah, a very he wasn't good job. on the bench at the weekend, was he? No, he was the not. At least, at least according to the Cyprus FA uh, app, he wasn't on the bench. But now, he whether didn't he was a press that, conference, I don't think. I don't think he did, did he a not? press conference either. No. Okay, so uh, interesting stuff. Uh, because obviously he's he's a manager who would be very much in demand because of the stuff he's managed to pull off with Nelsalanina over the last eighteen months. Mm-hmm. So a lot of teams have got interim coaches in place that would be very interested in his services. I think we spoke about maybe Anorthos is taking him. We spoke mm-hmm. about uh, you know Dark Horse Bafos maybe looking at him. Or um, you've got a couple of other teams like IL have only got interim an interim coach in place, so he's got a lot of uh, places he could be looking at if that's the case. Uh, but again, now uh, Salamina, I've also got options. You've got uh, managers like Magis Heridis, who was at Olympiagos and managed mm. to get them uh, performing well, not necessarily getting results, but making sure that they, if they weren't winning games, they weren't losing them. Yeah. Um, now, so that's the easy one. Now, there's also AL, who, who did their general assembly as well. So there's some ideal president uh, confirmed that the, the association was going to take over the club once Sophocles, uh would be handing it over uh, on the 31st of May. He also threw some hints at discussions he's undertaking with interest, interested parties. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm, there's a quote here. I am discussing with a Cypriot and a Greek millionaire. With the Saudi, we started the process in October and they wanted to take the team from the 1st of January. I don't think an investor like Ataris or Bafos would come forward as Ayel is run by its people. Now, okay. now we've been we've been nudging and winking uh, about knowing what's supposed to be happening at IL over the last few weeks, uh, and kind of, I, I, I exclaimed my surprise at things not being announced. I think you were surprised as well that nothing, <coughs> Very. nothing was announced. Um, but nothing quoted there is what we know, right? Yeah. So, to me, it sounds like he, he's trying to pit parties against each other to try and get a bit more uh, value for the uh, for the football club from any prospective investors that's how I'm reading it anyway yeah look it's clearly a very big club but a club that has a lot of problems we know what has been said in the background which obviously we can't say on on the podcast. Mm-hmm. And it did come as a big surprise to me when our information didn't work out. Mm-hmm. But as far as I'm aware, the people that were originally involved that we know about are still around. So this could be done in a couple of weeks. It could be done in the summer, but it might not happen. So I just think that right now, Ayala are more focused on the cup. Yeah, I don't think they really want to focus on what happens with the president, with because the most important thing, and that's the smartest thing to do, the, the cleverest thing to do, is focus on the football. 
because that's mm-hmm. the most important thing. Now, if Ael beat Omonia, then they're in the Conference League qualifiers. Europa so League, it, Europa League qualifiers. Europa League, you sure? Europa League. Yeah, yeah, the last cup winners year, are in the Europa last League. Last year was uh, Europa League directly to the group. I thought it was Conference League for the cup. No, no, no. Season. The Conference League, the two places for the Conference League are in the league, second and third place. Uh, wow, okay. And the cup winner gets Europa League. Okay, so it's Euro- Europa like League qualifier. Okay, so it's Europa League qualifier, which means the club has higher value mm-hmm. because there's more opportunity to make money. So maybe they did this intentionally to wait until the end of the season and see what happens. But look, if you're an IL fan, of course, you're going to be excited, but you might be a little bit nervous as well because mm-hmm. you're not sure where your your club is going to be but yeah mm-hmm. anything else yeah. Uh, well i mean we can we can uh, make fun of garmiodis' social media presence if you want or again just, yeah if you want again um, <laughs> yeah they keep, they they keep obviously they're using this uh hoot suite and uh what's what's the other one tweet deck things yeah, like that, that to, yeah. Yeah. to post stuff on social media across all their platforms but when they're tagging players on instagram they don't necessarily have the same tags on uh, twitter but they're posting (laughs) the same exact thing on instagram that they're posting on twitter which means sometimes the tags don't work because for instance john castanaga doesn't have twitter yep (laughs) so as you can see it doesn't come up with any uh, it doesn't come up with any uh, links to anybody's Twitter account because they don't yeah. have Twitter. And then in some in some places, for instance, when they tag uh, who they think is Nikos Galtzas, they end up tagging <laughs> the footballer. They end up tagging Nikos Galtzas, the biomedical engineer. <laughs> so, not great. Not great. Uh... Yeah. So... Just, uh, just please yeah. stop scheduling posts for different platforms. Stop it. Yeah, see, <laughs> just do see, it for before, one platform yeah. and do it for the other one. You see, before Almost. what I was doing was I was taking the screenshot and posting it on Twitter, but now I'm just <laughs> retweeting making, it. Yeah, I'm just retweeting <laughs> it to make them aware. <laughs> see, see, see if they fix it. Um, I've also got something that kind of ties Group A and Group B together, which I think will be Uh an interesting discussion point, which is Anorthosis and Abuel signed that new cable net deal. Yes. So 2027? Correct, yeah. 2027. Yeah. And uh, during the kind of the big presentation conference that they were doing, um, the chairman of Anorthosis and Abuel decided that they were going to take a massive shit on Aris and Bafos. Mm. Like they, re- they, for some reason, rather than uh, make a obviously be like, yes, this is a very good uh, deal, you know, with the uh, esteemed partners and, you know, press conference stuff that you'd normally say. For some reason, the questions the questions veered towards investment and talk of foreign investment into the league. Um, but yeah, the 
In particular, Sandis, who's the president of Anorthosis at the moment, leveled some very serious accusations with regards to UEFA's financial fair play rules. Yeah. Uh, so he believes that the investment in Aris and Bafos at the moment do not adhere to the financial fair play rules because of where that investment is coming from. Now, he he's being very like... Mm, uh, not not explaining what he think what, what what he wants to say, but is just leaving it lingering there. Um, but I think he's trying to he's trying to talk about money laundering. He, he want he, he he's basically putting it across that some of the foreign investment in the league at the moment. Uh, it's not good, and it's not going to lead to uh, fi proper financial fair play. Uh, and there was a big like exchange between him and one journalist who was pushing him for, okay, so you have this evidence, you have evidence, do you? And, uh, and the uh, president of Anorthosis said, yes, we have evidence, we have. Uh, okay, so why haven't you uh, provided this evidence to the authorities? We've provided it to the Cyprus FA, and it's for them to deal with it. Well, no. If you have, this is me talking now. If you have evidence, and you think the Cyprus FA isn't going to react, then you also have channels with FIFA, the police, the government. So, if you're not taking it through those channels, then are you talking of nothing? Mm. And just saying it for saying it. Yeah, I, I yeah. think I think because Anorthosi is one of the biggest clubs in Cyprus, and to see them fall down, but Buffo and Aris to go higher because they're spending money, they're doing things properly. They don't like it, Anorthosi. They think, oh, we are the big club. We have the most fans. We have this. We have that. Blah blah. We should be. At the top. But that's not how it goes. We know how it, it, it goes. But mm -hmm. what I don't understand, this is what I can't comprehend in my head. Why, as you said, in a big press conference, when you're talking about a new sponsor, CableNet, or renewing the sponsor with CableNet, you want to be saying, we try to be successful with CableNet as a partner, but you change the conversation to Buffo and Addis. But what I find really funny was the day later when Sandys was talking about Buffo and saying how Buffo have got money and they're not doing things properly, blah, 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 financial fair play. They then do this. Buffo have a record-breaking deal with Gorantina Homes Contract extended for five years until 2028. And one website said it was for 5 million euros. It's big money. <laughs> there you go. There you 5 go. million euros. Yes. There you, go. there you go. I mean, so you've got that side of things. And obviously... Uh, Again, Anorthosis and Apoel as well. Apoel have got very big financial difficulties. In fact, Pedridis, who's the president, has said uh, many times that this season, Apoel need to qualify for Europe 
Otherwise, there will be big, big problems. Mm. Um, First of all, tell, tell Manu how much the debt is for Abuel, how much money they owe. Well, it's near enough 40 million euros in liabilities. So including debt <laughs> and included negative <laughs> equity as well. So 40 million euros. Um, yeah. And and actually, the president in the same press confidence, uh, uh, confidence conference, the same press conference, he made a point to reference that Abuel have the largest declared deficit in Cyprus. So and, and, he, and he made a big deal about it being declared. Um, and he also said afterwards as well that Abuel have been searching for external investors for three years. And has anyone asked why no one has invested in them? I mean, he, he answers the question at the beginning. Why is no one investing in this loss-making company that I said that if we don't get into Europe, it's going to go... Why is no one giving us money to spend? The mind, the mind is boggling. It's baffling. There's, there's some of the things <laughs> some of these people say... Like it's just like it's just it's just words. It's amazing, Manu. Manu, when you when you hear cuarenta uh, millones, forty million euros debts for Abuel, this is crazy, no? Yes. Okay. I I have to say that here in Spain uh, there was this problem with with clubs. 10, 15 years ago, really big problems where uh, clubs uh, have uh, big debts with with the, the country, with the state, uh, about mm -hmm. taxes, most of them, with another clubs, with players. And okay, uh, players with our syndicate, we were safe because uh, if teams didn't pay us, the syndicate uh, pays us the difference. Okay, but... If these teams didn't pay, uh, pay the players, uh, they go, they went directly to second division or third division. Uh, mm. But anyway, every year there were problems like this. Uh, till one moment, um, there was a, a one moment which was uh, important. Um, all the clubs together decided to to sell uh, the TV rights all together. Uh, no, no, each club to its platform to each channel, no, all together. They got money and, uh, okay, they accepted uh, how they will uh, get the money. Uh, not uh, all the teams are getting the same money, uh, but they are getting more money, the small clubs are getting more money that they were used to, to, get, to get. And also with this, uh, they all the clubs signed uh, a fair play, a financial fair play. Uh, these uh, are uh, rules that are hard with clubs and uh, they don't allow to sign any players you can sign but you don't you can't uh, put them uh, into the federation yes into the league if you don't uh, if you are not inside these rules this uh, fair play financial fair play and it's hard for for us like a players because maybe you accept uh, an offer from one club but uh, a low offer, maybe, okay, because you want to play in that club or whatever it is, but maybe because of your conditions, 
the club uh, has to to put like he's playing to uh, to you the double uh, value, okay? And and you you don't the clubs uh, don't do these operations, don't sign these players, uh, even they are paying uh, less money. But it's about the the, the financial uh, fair play. And okay, it's not good for players because maybe you are losing uh, rights like uh, employee there, yeah? but uh, but clubs are working better. So I don't know. Uh, this uh, Thasos uh, says about uh, uh, all clubs, historic clubs, uh, tell, telling that uh, Aris, Bafos are not doing uh, things correctly, blah, blah, blah. I think uh, it's more because this we we spoke uh, before, no, about it, uh, because they move uh, the chair, okay? They move the positions. Uh, my experience there was uh, everything was perfect, was legal, and was right, uh, and uh, and this must be like this. I think Cyprus football is working better each uh, each year. Oh, this is what I my feelings because I had some teammates there. 10, 10 years ago, something like that, and my experience is different uh, now, uh, last years. Mm -hmm. uh, but I think there is a, a long way to yeah, to be better, to clarify everything, to to put all the teams in the same situation. I think. Yeah, I, it's, it's it's got to do with uh, again, you've got traditional owners, traditional clubs. Is what Eva was saying is. If you've got somebody that goes in and changes the status quo, the people that are used to things being as they were start to panic and f try to fight against the new changes. And I think that's what this is. Manu, th this is a, a similar question that I was going to ask, which was something that Thasso just said. When you see the presidents of Anorthosi and Abuel making these comments do you think they are scared of Bafo and aris do you think that this could be why because they know their clubs before they were the best they were winning titles championships cups and now you know this money comes in from Bafo and aris bigger players bigger names facilities new team yes maybe yes uh, uh, each president has to to sell uh, it's club to 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 his fans. Yes. Yeah. Uh, of course, uh, I, I'm sure that uh, they they are not afraid, but they know that uh, something uh, has changed, and uh, the new situation is not the same that they were used to to be in the last uh, I don't know 20, 30 years. Uh, but uh, sure, they will adapt because uh, the most important of these clubs is the fans. Uh, I want to say. The project of Paris, I am so close uh, to them because of my friends there. Uh, okay, the most important is not if they win the title uh, this year. Okay, it will be amazing for them, but not. The most important is if, if this project lasts uh, 10 years, 15 years, they create community, they create fans, and uh, and, and they create a club from from nothing, from, from a second division club with many problems. They create a, a serious club. Uh, with fans, with community, uh, where, ch where children uh, are going to the stadium, where families are going to the stadium, uh, with with fans. And uh, Anorthosis, Apollo, Ammonia, Apollon, this is something that they have. They have. 
they will have these fans uh, everywhere in all the situations. So this is the most important for these clubs. But also they have to do the things properly to fight against new clubs that are doing the things uh, in the correct way. And uh, it's the beginning of these clubs. But I think, and uh, I wish these PAFOS, uh, these new clubs that are changing a little the, the football in, there in Cyprus, uh, will continue during the years. Uh, I, I wish this because I, I, I also watch here in Spain the other situation with uh, um, with investors that comes to to big clubs here in Spain also, and uh, and they don't work uh, properly. They try to get money, and uh, now these clubs are in a in a in a huge problem with relegation in second in third division, uh, and this is something that if you are a fan of this club. You don't want to to see in your club. You prefer your club in second division, a small club, my club, uh, without a, a people like this that just wants to the business that just wants to to be in a, in football because it's good for them as a, as businessman. Uh, I don't want this, and I I wish this is not the situation in in Aris and in Paphos, and uh, I think it is not, uh, and I think uh, Aris and Paphos are there and will be there. Uh, long years, many, many years. Yeah, and the funny thing is, the the CEO of Carantina Homes that sponsors Buffer, he has the same name as the vice president of Buffer. Now, I don't know if it's the same person. Maybe it's different people. I don't know. But if you have a big business and you're sponsoring a club like Buffo and you're the president of that company <laughs> and you're spending 5 million euros to the club that you're the vice president for, apparently, you can question it, but this happens everywhere. If you look at Manchester City in, in the UK, their sponsor is Etihad, the stadium sponsored by Etihad. The owner, Sheikh Mansour, he owns Etihad. So these things happen. This is something that uh, the first thing is, is this legal or not? This is the first. Now, nowadays, with the rules we have today, is uh, is legal or not? If it's legal, nothing to say. And then it's something that, uh, as I said, uh, the league, the federation, has to to think about this and if it's good or not for the for the football in, in Cyprus and uh, to re regulate it, to put rules uh, here in Spain. You cannot, uh, you can put all the money you want, like a sponsor, but. Um, in the fair play, in the financial fair play, this all the money is not going to for signing players uh, because the league don't believe it's a uh, real money. We can say something like that. Mm. I don't know how to explain perfectly in English. Yeah, uh, no, it's, yeah. but uh, imagine in, in Almeria here in Spain, there is a Saudi, I think, uh, investor uh, who wants to put more money, and the league said, okay, you can put the money if you want, but with this is the money we think you can uh, really. Uh, put in a club like Almeria uh, for the for his value for its value of money. Mm -hmm. uh, so it's about rules, and the federation is the who, who has to 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 take part in this and say mm -hmm. this is legal, this is not, this is the rules. These are the rules now, and this will be the rules next year. And everybody with the with the same rules. But if somebody wants to put money in in Cyprus in football to increase the level of teams. To create community, to create a new stadiums, new facilities, new clubs, is good for for everybody there in, in Cyprus. 
I agree. One hundred percent. One hundred percent. Well, Faso, before before we go to the the matches in Group A, there's one more thing that I, I want to discuss. Maybe you've got some other things, but today we saw on well, we heard on Super Sport FM. It was a uh, Spiros Neofidis from the Cypriot Players Union saying that there are suspicions the Cypriot FA or GOP has been loaning money to some clubs that have financial problems. Yeah, yeah, that's I've got the quote. Do you want me to read the quote? Yeah, go for it. Go for it. So, we have serious suspicions that huge sums of money have been given away to various clubs to overcome difficulty. An independent company should be brought in to audit the Federation's finances, and this should be requested by the clubs. We have heard that loans were given to various first division teams. If we are talking about huge sums of money, as is apparent from what we know, there is interference in the league. There seems to be something wrong with the Federation's finances. The finances should be should have been audited by an independent auditing authority. In this way of providing aid to select teams, there is pure tampering with the league. Who decides to give this money and how do they make the decisions? So, been looking at some other things, obviously, following this uh, our, our allegation. I won't say accusation because it's not quite an accusation, is it? Um, and <clears throat> excuse me, sorry. Uh, so teams are able to camouflage debts to the state by asking the Cyprus FA to cover any immediate VAT or social security payments, and then in essence, owing that money to the Cyprus FA in installments instead. So some clubs. Again, we all, all, all the information we have is from the executive president of the players' union. But some clubs have been asking the Cypriot FA for loans to cover expenses. And the Cyprus FA has apparently been agreeing to those loans. So it's, it's kind of... <laughs> It's it's like looking at it's 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 really it's really weird. Basically, they are providing an additional step for clubs that otherwise wouldn't have that step, which is a strange one. So I'm not sure. So there's another thing as well that I read as well that the um, the Cyprus. Athletics Association, so the the association that looks after all sport in Cyprus, has a certain like a certain amount of money it gives every season to the refugee associations, and it's it's all open. They they declare how much is available. Uh, they do like a big press conference to announce it. Uh, the refugee teams usually pick somebody to uh, to represent them at. At this press conference this year, it was the uh, <clears throat> the owner of Ethnikos Achnas. So that's open and valid, and is is in essence a grant to help keep these refugee teams going. Obviously, as uh, as as you said, Manu, because Anorthosis Nea Salamina, 
team like Achna or Doxa, uh, because they're a refugee team, they are connected to the uh, area that people are from, and therefore there's a community uh, provision to that. But again, we don't know if what these allegations are are separate to all these things, or he's just chucking everything that they're saying together. Again, it's it's all about people are going in the newspaper and saying somebody should have a look at this and then dropping the microphone and walking off. This is Cyprus. Because <laughs> I want to get to some I want to get to some games. Yeah, and, then, this, this, and then there's another go. thing to talk about which is similar. Okay, <laughs> which okay. Which also go. happened this week. It's been of very course. busy. <laughs> of course. Okay, well, well, let's go to... All right, let's go to Buffer. Buffer drew one all at home against Abuel. They took an early goal, sorry, early lead there from uh, Palacios, unmarked, completely unmarked. No, no one tracking him. That, that's standard for Cyprus, I guess. Uh, and then Dvali equalised for Abuel. But in between that, we had a, a red card for Buffer, which was Juninho with a second yellow. And then afterwards... Garo was sent off. I, I actually even missed it. I wasn't watching. I saw him doing an overhead kick and he booted the Buffalo player in the face. But I didn't realise it was a second yellow. But Manu, you watched this game. Um, we yeah. spoke about this before we started recording. Uh, Milovic playing 3-5-2 or 5-3-2, whichever system you, you want to, uh, to say it is. Um, were you surprised to see this change in system? Because I know Milojevic has been playing 4-2-3-1 for most of this season. Yes, I, I watched uh, the game. Okay, I, I, I was surprised about Apoel because I didn't uh, see them playing like this. Uh, Sarfo, like, uh, close to the strikers, more than close to the defenders. Dalcio inside. Where, uh, I, I watched him playing outside as winger. Go inside, okay, with three defenders, and uh, I was a little, yeah, surprised. Okay, I think uh, Pafos was better at the beginning uh, with the goal, uh, with more power, uh, controlling the game, and then uh, the game changed with the the second yellow card of Juninho, and there were the best minutes of uh, of Apoel uh, with this this chance of Maqueda, and I think uh, the goal in the in the fall kick. And um, yes, yes, okay. There, uh, Apoel have the chance to to won, to win the game, but uh, but then also with the the second yellow card of Caro, everything was uh, close, and uh, finally the game could have gone for for both sides. So Manu, uh, Apoel haven't won a game in the playoffs yet. They signed Makeda in January, and he hasn't done well. They signed Ben. He's done okay, but not as well as he probably could have. They missed some good chances in this game. There was Ndongala near the end. And as you saw, Ilya's goal was, was offside, which we're going to see afterwards. But how do Aboel raise their confidence with three games to go? Because this is big, big pressure now, isn't it? Uh, yes, I think uh, what we spoke about uh, before, that... Uh... Apoel maybe thinks, I don't know, that uh, they have this last chance uh, against Saris at home, the last game. 
but I really think that uh, they are in trouble because uh, Aris is so so in a, in a good moment now. Aris uh, don't lose uh, games. It's always there in the games, winning or, or drawing, but never lose. And uh, and uh, Apoel is not reliable about this now. Okay, everything can happen uh, because the level is uh, similar, I think, in, in this top six and, and you can lose everywhere. But uh, I think Aris has a, an historic chance to, to win the title. And um, Apoel uh, maybe thinks they can win uh, all the games. Maybe it's true. They can, but uh, they didn't win uh, any game in this top six. So it's not easy to win now three games in a row when you are not uh, winning games. Uh, I think, uh, as I said, that Aris has a, an amazing chance now in this in this in this championship. For sure. And Thasso, you know, we spoke about Ilya, how he should be playing because obviously he scores goals. And yeah, this one was disallowed for offside, but. Do you think him coming off the bench and at least making some impact should give him a, a bit of confidence, even Milojevic, a bit of confidence or, or second thoughts to actually start the lad? Yeah, I think, I mean, the the offside decision, I think on, on his side, I think it's more that he hasn't played a lot this season. So it's more rust, rustiness, you know, it's it's, it's something that's, you know he has he hasn't been involved in that much in in the games uh, this year, so he's not he's not up to scratch. Um, when he has come on, he's been very active. He's been very involved in the games. I think he's learning. Hopefully, he's not learning too much from Kvili Dyer because we don't want him missing all the chances that Kvili Dyer misses. But he's learning a lot, kind of, with the keeping uh, keeping the ball and bringing players into the game and 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 that kind of thing. Which is very useful for if you're going to keep a player for next season. But he's on loan from Achna. So all Abuel are doing is training a player for Achna for next season. Mm -hmm. um, so, I mean, it's, it's worth playing him to give him a chance because obviously things with Makeda and Kvigidaya is not working, they're not scoring the goals. That are required of them, so it's it, it's worth it. But um, from what I've seen from uh, from the manager, he's not one to really take risks, is he? He likes to play things very very safe. So I mean, he lined up with five. He lined up with five in defence because he doesn't trust Chebak at right back. I'm I'm leaving it there. <laughs> But um, I was. Do you, I was with... do you think that's what it oh. is, though? But, but do you think that's really the case? Because I think because since Salgado's come in, Buffo are playing with with wing backs, and do you think there's a chance he felt that maybe Juninho would be a, a threat down that left hand side or their right hand side? So if Chebak gets caught out, at least you've got Garot to cover. Well. I mean, if that was the case, then there wouldn't have been at Bafos' first goal. I mean, we can't go back to the highlights, but um, you kind of watch the highlight develop. One, you've got Ikoko puts the through ball to Gyro. Gyro gets control of the ball, does the back heel to Abdurahimi. Um, Safo 
sees this whole situation develop and it's just it just walks towards the ball while Abdurrahim is sprinting and then the cross comes in. So the delivery from Abdurrahim is very, very good. It's a very good cross across the goal. Any defender touches that, it's probably going to go in as well. And then you see Palacios arrive from nowhere, goes past Chebak, and you see Chebak kind of standing around, like looking around, uh, looking for the person he's supposed to be marking. So whatever tactic was there to be used wasn't because half the players weren't doing the job that they were supposed to. It's very, it's very disappointing to see the way that Abuela have fallen off a cliff defensively because the one thing that they had before the playoffs was a very, very, very solid defence and it just seems to have fallen apart. They seem to be conceding a lot of goals the beginning of games, so they're all they seem to be chasing a game, and the way that they've built the team is not a team to chase games. It's a team to um, over not overload, but you know you, you know what I'm trying to say. It's a team that's there to play football. They're not there to panic and rush and try and. Uh, yeah. maintain a high intensity. And it's yeah, it's, it it's disappointing way. to see the fall off the cliff that the defence has happened since, since the playoffs have started. Yeah, it goes um, back to what we were talking about last week, how, you know, Milovic's plan B is, well, if the result isn't going good, just put four strikers up front and whatever happens, happens. Pretty much. Pretty much seems to be it. Um, to be. Yeah, I think as well. I I, I watched Abuela's goal from the free kick, and you kind of see Ivusic. It's got he must have had butter on his fingers or something. I don't know. I don't know why he couldn't keep the ball out. <laughs> but I kind of I kind of watched the highlight like three or four times because it it just looked really it looked really strange. Um, and then I put it in slow motion. And I've put a screenshot in the notes if you want to bring that up. Yeah, I'll do that in just a moment. And it's a moment. and it's really it's just as Diwali heads the ball down uh, to go in uh, to 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 put, to put the ball in the net, and uh, it's not it's not a great situation for uh, for Ivisic to deal with. Let's say. No, as you can see right here, boys and girls. Um, there's a little green light. <laughs> there's a little green light shining in the goalkeeper's face. Um, so maybe that's a reason why. I, I, I don't know. Is, is that clutching at straws? I don't know. I don't know. I just thought it's just it was very strange for a goalkeeper of his class to have the ball basically land on his hand and for him to not be able to do something with it. I didn't see him complain, though, to be honest. No, he didn't, didn't complain. complain. Uh, I mean, you, you know, it happens in a lot of places, the, yeah. the shining of the yeah. laser. You'd rather not see it, but it happens nonetheless. Um, I, 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 don't know, I don't know if you've ever dealt with, uh, with that kind of thing, Manu, while you're on the pitch. I don't remember nothing, anything about this uh, last year. Uh, we have no problems about this. And uh, I think uh, it's not an excuse in this in this goal. Uh, 
the light. I don't think so. But also, we have to say that it's not good for, for the players. It's not good uh, uh, for football that uh, fans are doing this with, with the players. Uh, everybody has to respect uh, the players. Uh, uh, cheer your, your team, of course, as hard as you, as you can. Uh, follow everywhere. Uh, but you have to respect uh, all the all the players or the or the teammates uh, because uh, yes, it's like this. It's it's a sport. It's just sport, and um, it's not it's not good for for us. It's not good for the players. It's not good for the fans. It's not it's not uh, beautiful. Uh, it's not an excuse. I think uh, the goal is not because of that light uh, or laughter. Mm-hmm. Yes, but uh, but it's not uh, it's not good for for nobody. Mm. Mm. Okay. Uh, I, there's one more thing I just want to say uh, about the game is Andreas uh, Garo's second yellow for yeah. for that bicycle kick for the for, for trying to do the overhead kick. Why? 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 Why do it? It's 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 these kind of like singular mistakes that seem to be costing up world games. So, for instance, like you were saying, Manu, uh, once once the Bafo red card happened, Abuel were in charge of the game, and then as soon as this, as soon as this, what what he's trying to do, I don't know why he's trying to do an overhead kick. Andreas Garo is silky, silky smooth player. Personally, I don't know Andreas Garo as a silky smooth player who's going to do some tricks and impress us all with his amazing. Uh, uh, amazing, you know, finishing technique. Uh, so, I, I don't know why, but it, it, the performance from Garo, Chibak, uh, some of these other players, I think there's a lot of individual errors that are costed, that are basically going to cost our boy the title. Look, Garo, I think, is a very good defender. I, I, I like him. He's a very but good defender. The, the problem with him is, and I think this is a problem with a lot of Cypriot players, They, uh, the composure isn't great. You know, just calm. Tranquilo, you know, just calm. This, this, is, this is football. You need to, you know, use your brain more. Then just think on on instinct, and I think Garros saw the bounce. He thought, "Ah, overhead kick, be the hero." But you nearly killed the opponent. <laughs> you nearly killed him. That's not what you do. But Manu, t- tell me about Buffo under Salgado because before with Berg, they were very defensive, very good on the counter attack. Players like Tankovic, Abdurahimi, Valakari. Now with Salgado, they look to be playing more, more free with football, more open. Would you agree? Yes. Okay. I, I just see this this game with uh, with Salgado. Just the highlights of the previous games, and I watch many games with with Berg. Uh, I like the organization that uh, the the team has with Berg. Uh, offensively, they play this uh, five two two one. We can say. Uh, with these four players in the middle, and they control the games yeah, really good. I like them playing the ball, a lot of quality. Uh, and when the ball arrives to to Balakari, to Tankovic, to to Jairo, uh, they were really good at the first uh, 
half of the season with Semedo, then with Bruno, maybe uh, Semedo played better, but okay, they were dangerous, but they had many problems, I, I think, when, in transitions, when when the, the game goes a little crazy, something that happens regularly in, in, in Cyprus, uh, they had many problems in long distances to control the game. No, I remember the games against against Saris uh, with the speed of of the attackers of of Aris, uh, then the speed of of Jairo, of, of Semedo or Bruno, and the the game uh, get uh, discontrolled. And there, I think uh, Paphos was not not good. Uh, but when they the 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 games were calm. Uh, with low rhythm, uh, I love to to watch Paphos because uh, quality players playing good football and uh, and uh, there with Jairo and Bruno or Jairo Semedo Balancari, uh, good uh, uh, good offensive situation. I like a lot, but they, I think they had this problem. And now with Salgado, I watched that they played four-three-three uh, with two wingers, less people inside. Uh, better uh, about this about transition. I'm more prepared about this, open a little more the the games uh, with with two wingers and this game with a, a five one 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 three something like that because Kane was in the middle there. Uh, yes, Jairo uh, Balakari uh, and the other winger changing a lot of times yeah, the position. Abdurrahani this changing a lot of times the positions. Uh, yeah, I, I like. I like. I think they were better uh, in the game eleven against eleven uh, with Apoel, and uh, and also ten against ten, the same. I think they were better. And Paphos uh, had good players, uh, but this was the problem I think uh, the, before. And now I have to say that I, I didn't see them many many games to to say they are playing better or not. But but previously with Bear I watched. Maybe five, six games of of them, and every, every time the same situation, the same system, the the correct players in the same places. I like the the structure, uh, the structure, but maybe football in this transition they they have problems, which Aris is completely the the different uh, team. They love transition, they love crazy games, they love plays box to box, uh, good players in front, good players in defense. Uh, hard workers in the middle. They don't need to control the games. They don't want to control the games. They want every everything without control. Uh, and in Paphos, um, maybe this situation. Uh, football, you can play many many ways. One hundred percent. Great stuff. All right, let's move over to the next game. And I think I'll tell you what, let's let's do Monday's game. Get this one out of the way first. Was it Sunday? It was Sunday, wasn't it? Omonia losing two one against Abolon at the Gazibi. No surprise there, to be fair. I mean, Omonia have been pretty rubbish this season, but one eye is on the cup final. So it's no surprise that it wasn't a great performance. Thassa, on the on no trough, as I said, this was practically uh, Omonia uh, first half under Sofroni, Omonia second half under every other manager before. And I'm talking about the, the lack of form, the lack of, uh, oh God, guile up front, the constant defensive mistakes. I mean, there's one from Bezos, which we're going to talk about in a bit. And I, I'm just, uh, I don't know what to say, man. I don't know what to say. What I haven't said already. Yeah. Uh, I, 
Okay, let me let me let me change it up a little bit since it's it's just come up on on the screen as well. Is this deliberation for 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 the penalty check? Now they checked whether or not it was offside, and they decided that it was offside. So why did they then deliberate about the penalty? I thought they were deliberating for the penalty first, and then they decided, yeah, it's a pen, but we need to check if it's offside. But they did it the other way around. <laughs> yeah, they did it yeah, exactly. They did it the other way around. Now, the only thing I can think of is because they were maybe having the argument of whether Hector Euster is uh, uh, is messing around with play or not. Like if he's if he's impeding on play. So mm. I'm guessing that, they, that that was probably the decision that they were that they were taking because you can see he's offside there. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And that's probably uh, that's probably the correct decision in the end. Uh, I mean, I don't don't think it was even handball either. It looked like it was bouncing off handball's leg, the the <laughs> ball. So, regardless, anyway, yeah, Omonia in the first half, great, great, great performance. Great, uh, yeah, they 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 played against, uh, you know, a much more informed, a much more that you could say, organized, let's say, team. Uh, a ball on of really come on leaps and bounds since uh, Andone has taken over. Um, he wasn't on the bench for this game because of that freak out that he had. Um not remember against Ajax, where he, he just started screaming at the referee. <laughs> Looked like he was about to bust him one. But yeah, yeah. Uh, the, the well-worked goal, you know, great, great, great play. Through ball, Kareem, Kareem's through ball to Loizu, Douglas putting it in with his left foot. Yeah, and it's a great again, a great pass from from Loizu or just and and Gaguli just needed to poke it in first time. There was no, there were you know no no complaints. Uh, mm. Very very good goal, very good team goal, uh, and you can see it as well. You know, previously when players would be scoring for Omonia, you wouldn't see them. You wouldn't see them running to the bench. You wouldn't see them, you know, crowd out a crowd around each other. But you know, this is, again, you talked about him being a passion merchant, and he seems. And you said as well. You said as well this weekend that he's he, he's starting to win you over with the way. Yeah, I'm warming to him, man. I'm warming to him. I'm warming to him. Yeah. So it's 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 what he does. It's it's like what how Joel said when we interviewed him. About Sofroni, he he gets something out of players. He he gets players playing, doing stuff for him as well as for them and the team. Like uh, he said that he, he, you know, if he asked you to run through a brick wall, you'd run through a brick wall for him. It's um, so he's doing something right, uh, and I think kind of looking at how the team performed, especially in the first half, then. Uh, Omonia have got a very, very, very good chance of taking the cup. Um, obviously, yeah. there are certain players that should probably not be involved in the first team when that yeah. game comes around. Yeah. Well, th this decision was given as offside, which I, I don't know where the offside was, in all fairness. Um, <laughs> yeah. I, I don't know. It, it's well, not. It's okay, not, whatever. But... <laughs> it is what it is. It is yeah. what it is. But I just think second half, Abolon went up a gear. They were playing maybe 10, 15 yards further up the field. 
and they got the equaliser through Varda. He, you know, destroyed Euster there. I don't know what Mix was doing. Mix should have been much well, tighter, I believe. Anyway, the, the the highlight starts from Bashiru losing possession to be. Oh, it was Lesiaks. It was Lesiaks. Lesiaks. I gave the ball away. Oh well, yeah. there you go then. There you go. I I rest my case about Lesiaks. And you know, people <laughs> telling me, oh, you know, he's performing. He's performing better. He's performing better. Is he? Is he? I mean, Bittas is that's that's his bread and butter, isn't it? Put pressure on the defense to make a mistake. Very, he's a very good pressing forward. Uh, and then Cole got very straightforward pass. Uh, Donyo again, great, great pass, uh, first time. And then Wada just makes <laughs> gets used to has got him spinning around in circles, as, as you can see from the, the highlight. Is. <laughs> There you go, a lot of little spin. But, but the thing is, I I I wouldn't blame Yusuf for that because he's Vardy's still got a lot of work to do. Yeah. But I still need to question where Mix was, Mix Discovery. Where was he to help him out? Because it's not as if there were any other Apollon players around. Mix mm -hmm. could have helped him or pulled him out wide even further. But all right, it, it is what it is. But as as you're going to see in a minute. Um, Abolon's winner, which God, I, I don't really want to mate, honestly. It's it's just so frustrating when you see mistake after mistake made by the same player. And I struggle not to be critical, especially in the game where, all right, Omonia, if we won, wouldn't have made the difference to the league table. But at the same time, you want to see players that are going to be ready for the final, players that you can trust. And the player who was sent off against Buffer, you know, mate does this. I mean, look at this. He doesn't even try to win the ball. He doesn't even try to win the ball. And this frustrates me so much, man. It really does. It really does. Manu, maybe you can explain to me what Roman Bezos was doing when he decided to give up and not win, uh, try to tackle. It, it's confusing for me. Yes, I don't know. Also, okay, Apollo players are are doing good in this in this mm. situation uh, it was not not easy also also the the first goal okay Juste against Warda is not easy for a player like like Juste no and and Warda is one of the best wingers of, of the of the league yes you can see there yes uh, there maybe this duel you have to be harder but then Pitas also uh, Pitas I, I love him like a striker maybe one of the best of, of the league yeah. or if not if not the best Many, many goals, mm -hmm. always in the place he has to be. Uh, really, really good. I like him a lot. Mm -hmm. uh, I think Apollon has a, a, good, a good team. Uh, they have many problems during the season. They were not regular. But uh, if you find them in a good moment like, like now, uh, it's, a, it's a really difficult team to beat. And now they have this chance to, to arrive to Europe uh, in these last three games. So yeah. these these games uh, will be will be beautiful, will be great, and uh, and yes, I think with all the problems that uh, Apollo has this season uh, from the beginning, the season with the change of the coach, then with uh, with Bacatala, that they were uh, really good in Europe, not in in the league, and now also uh, I watch in in playoff, uh, I think two games, and I like them, I like them, they they have clear. They're a structure. They they know how they play, and uh, in front they have really good players, 
and then uh, Hambos, uh, Pitas, really good. And good defenders. I like Apollon is good. Last year they were the best. They won the league, I think, because they were the best. And uh, this season, with all the problems they have, they have chance to to get uh, these European positions. It's a, it's a, a good team that maybe they need it time again. But uh, here in Cyprus, what happens always is that many changes are not good for for teams for yeah. players. And uh, it's, it's you have if you if you if you can, uh, you have to stay with the, the same team all the season, same team, mm. same some players. But give time to the to the to the team. Now you can see uh, what we say. No, Aris, I know all the first eleven, uh, and they have also bad moments in the season, uh, but uh, they are there. And now in playoffs, they are performing really good. And uh, with Apollo, it's happening the same, but maybe it's a little late. A little late for the title, of course, but okay, they can they can fight for for Europe. Mm-hmm. Yeah, of course. And I was about to ask both of you, um, Buffer and Abolon have the same points now, 59. And they are three points behind Ayek. Ayek have 62. Yeah, so that's it, that's it. three games to go. Do you think maybe Abolon can get the European place instead yeah. of Ayek? Buffer is also with the same points as, as Apollon. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Okay, yes. Both teams uh, have chances. Okay, with Ayek... It's happening the opposite. That uh, I think during the league they were really good, also in yeah. Europe, and uh, and uh, they surprised me a, a little because they were able to play good in Europe and play good in in Cyprus, which is uh, is not usual. No, usually the the teams that goes to Europe has pro- has problems in yeah. has problems in in the league, and mm-hmm. I was not was was good. And now without Europe, uh, I think they are. Uh, they are performing a little uh, worse. Also, I have to say, I, I just watched uh, this last last game. Uh, but yes, uh, they are there. They were close to the to the first two. If they had won um, Aris, they were there in the battle for, for the title. Uh, but yes, uh, it, it's like always in, in Cyprus. Five teams, yes. Five teams for, for Europe. I think two for the, the title, and uh, and these three weeks will be will be beautiful, and I, I am enjoying a lot the season this year from outside, but I am enjoying it a, a lot as I did uh, last year inside. Yeah, yeah it's Excellent. it's definitely it's definitely been a roller coaster, and I'm pretty sure there's some more interesting twists and turns to come. Yep. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Well, we've got one more game to discuss. There's... And before, before, uh, before we go on, to it though, on. we, we oh, chuck on. some Abo, Abolon and Ammonia news in there if you want. Just to... so uh, Neil Lennon is being tipped to take over at Olympiagos in, in Greece. Greece. <laughs> so that's that. That's something that came out this afternoon. That apparently Olympiagos are looking to hire Neil Lennon. So that's that's the first thing. Uh, there's a, another social media thing for Omonia as well, but uh, the the fact that they kind of deleted it very quickly when they did it yeah. as well. Um, yeah. Um, but yeah, and then there's also so this 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 I think has a tie into kind of uh, Abolon's change in form. So obviously they brought in they, they brought Hambos back into the team, 
and that seems to change the dynamic of the team. But as well, there seems to be more um, emphasis on discipline. Uh, and this has led to Ezekiel Henty and Basil Jradi being disciplined to the point where Henty has been sent back to his parent club because he was on loan. And Jradi has been released from his contractor early from Abolon. Now, yeah. on the announcement of him leaving the club, Jradi thanked basically everyone. Uh, he thanked the fans. Uh, I think the Germans, so Zorniger and his team, you know, the yeah. title, the title-winning manager, as well as his teammates and kind of like the the behind-the-scenes stuff, but didn't he didn't mention any of the three coaches from this season, and oh he and then he said something about the people in charge of the club don't necessarily represent the fans, something along those lines. Oh, no. Is that right? Yeah. Um, so then, obviously, the club then released a statement kind of trying to explain why he was released and it was a disciplinary issue and we still wish Radi all the best, but we had to let him go. And then Radi then responded to that again, saying, um, the truth will be revealed soon. So <laughs> the oh last boy. time we heard that was... Oh boy was uh, Kershakov when he was managing Garmiodissa. And he said, the tr I will reveal all soon. And then a couple of weeks later, the interview from Kershakov <laughs> came out. <and laughs> basically blew everything open for Garmiodissa. So, let's see. Let's see. We might see a bit more. We might see something from Zradi that might explain a bit more about what happened with a ball on this season before Andoni took over, you know, obviously they had that big fall away in form in the league. Uh, and then since then, obviously it's, it's picked up now. So maybe we'll have a bit more of a, uh, a bit more of an explanation as to what exactly went wrong at a ball now. So yeah. keep an eye out for that. Watch this yeah. space. All right, let's go to the Ayak Arena, where Aris were held to a 1-1 draw against Ayak. Gogorin scored in the right end, and then he scored in the wrong end. Both teams ended up with 10 men, although um, Bilea's red card for Aris, I think, was more uh, fatigue, really, and he was injured as well, which confused me because it would have been better for him not to make that challenge because um, then he wouldn't be suspended for the next game but Manu this was a, like a game of basketball wasn't it you know one team goes one end one team goes to the other it's an entertaining game yes okay this was uh, Aris style this season yes uh, waiting waiting the the team uh, and and then when when Ike, uh comes up uh, finding the spaces with with the people they have in front uh, Aris loves these games where they can run uh, with this, with Babica, uh, with Kokorin, high-quality player, uh, with Gomis also, Mayabella, Benston, uh, these, these fast players that uh, the coach loves, and, uh, and also open games where, where the defenders, uh, mostly Yago, I think, 
uh, and Boakie, this uh, right fullback, that are doing an, an amazing season. Uh, one of the best defenders of, of the league, in my opinion. Uh, Yago also last year was uh, was amazing as fullback, and this year as, as a stopper, uh, defending in uh, open open field, uh, open pitch is, is uh, really good. Hey, and Nike has the chances also at the beginning of the second half when they scored the goal, but uh, but they found uh, this this guy Bana, uh, who is giving points to to Aris, no? So they are winning the boxes, uh, the offensive and the defensive box uh, like this, and then in the second half he stopped this this ball to, to Naum, amazing one. Hey, okay, if you score this, everything changed. But uh, but they are they are doing good maybe lucky or not but they are doing good they are fighting the games uh, when they are not playing maybe they're really good they have problems but they don't lose Aris don't doesn't lose the games and this is very very important in in this in this uh, part of the of the league and uh, and offensively I think the the players of Aris are are in a very good uh, moment and they are uh, maybe the one of the best uh, offensive uh, players of of the league, I think. Uh, yeah, they find the the way to to be very 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 competitive because uh, this this game, I controlled the game at the beginning. They had the chances, but they didn't score. I and then uh, with nothing, you 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 see that Aris is in front with with nothing, with one long ball to Babica, and uh, and then. In the second half, you 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 score, I can score. Okay, you are draw, you are there with chances. Eh? But uh, also always the 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 players of of Paris are very dangerous with with spaces. Without controlling the games, they are they are in the games. And uh, yes, uh, as I said from the beginning, I think Paris has a, an amazing chance to to win the league. Something unbelievable, but but real in in three weeks could be. Manu, what impresses me the most about Spilewski is he's a young coach, but he knows when to change the system in a game. And if the game isn't going well at halftime, he will make the changes. He's not one of these coaches where he maybe waits 10, 15 minutes into the second half before making the changes. If he thinks that something isn't going to plan, he changes at halftime. Yes, okay. He changed a lot uh, the system last year also. This year I think uh, they have more time to work. And also I have to say that uh, this year they are not changing a lot. I think they are playing always 4-4-2 in defense, more or less 4-2-3-1 this, this game. Okay, they can change the way they press uh, the, the, the opponent, but they are not changing a lot. And uh, offensively, Okay, if they have the control of the game, they try to play with three defenders, two wingers, uh, one or two midfielders, and, and three people there between lines. But if they don't control the game, they don't have problems to continue with the 4 for 2 and playing long balls to the, to the offensive line. Uh, last year, maybe they changed more. Now, in the last games, they are not changing a lot uh, the, the system. They are playing the same. Mostly the same players. This he changed something. Benston, Mayabella, but uh, but you can see the other players more or less are playing always the the same. Uh, and yes, uh, they are. I think they 
they found the way to be really competitive. They don't need, they don't want to control the, the game. They don't like it. And, uh, and they want to put the ball as fast as they can in front because there, there are the, the best players in this situation, in open games. And, uh, and then they found the way to defend these difficult situations with long spaces uh, uh, and with very good defenders like like Jago. Jago uh, hey, Boakie, for me, uh, it's a surprise. Not Jago that I, I know him, but uh, the the other guy. And also Pileas is, uh, is doing good. You you know there, he uh, was playing Kashu all the season last year. When Kashu was injured, for us was hard because he has a, a great level. And this year, Pileas doing easy things, defending good, uh, good uh, deliveries, okay. Uh, he found the, the space the, and yes, uh, it's, it's like this football like we said many ways to win but you have to find your correct way uh, these other clubs we spoke about them before maybe they change many times during the season the style the players the system analysis is doing more or less all the season the same in bad moments they trust in their model in their in their team and uh, and now they are three games left to to win a title that for me is a little surprise because um, because as I said uh, football needs time to create clubs to create uh, structure to to facilities everything and maybe in two years they can find like uh, the first title I don't know in the history of Paris I think maybe no I remember in nineties the final of a cup yes. With yeah. uh, our legend Pacos, who was there with us uh, in the club, a big guy, and uh, he spoke to me about uh, this final of the cup, uh, like uh, amazing. He showed me some pictures. They were so proud about these moments. So if they uh, arrive to win this title, I, I, I'm sure that many people in Lima saw that are fans, but maybe they they are some away from football because they are not from Nile, from Apollo. Eh? Maybe they are coming back to to Afamera Stadium to to cheer uh, Aris. And this is this is beautiful, but uh, of course I think this project must must be more years there in in top football in, in Cyprus. For sure, hundred percent. And Thasso, Ayek, second half they looked they looked like the Ayek of earlier on in the season. Now they face a at the weekend. If they beat them, they go level points with Upwell. Uh, and I'm just assuming that Alice are going to win, so the points difference is still going to be six. But will they be in contention for a title shout if they beat Upwell at the weekend? You mentioned uh, twists and turns earlier. Uh, yeah, I know. I mentioned twists and turns earlier, and every time I've written somebody off, they've come back to prove me wrong but, but the form but. <laughs> that I are in Abuel aren't in good form either but the, the the just the way kind of the the confidence has collapsed with the players I I think they're treating this season as basically at the end kind of as a as a practice run for next season. So they're trying to figure out what players are staying, uh, who's going to be who's going to be a good fit for another run next season. The 
I don't know. Uh, it's we're talking about Ike of old from earlier in the season, but Ike from earlier in the season were winning games. These guys are not winning games. Um, I don't know. I don't know if, like we said, like Manu said earlier with Ike. Uh, when they were in Europe, they were performing in Europe and they were also performing in the league. And then now that Europe has gone, it's like the players have stopped. I don't want to say caring, but have stopped uh, with the same intensity levels that they maybe started the season with. Um, I think we talked about it as well before. Things like they lost 4-0 to West Ham uh at in in london and then they did a video of the team celebrating as if they'd won a cup in the changing room <laughs> so yeah it's understandable Not obviously great. that a team of ike stature got to play in front of so many thousands of people in london so and it's a, it's an event it sure is but you've lost 4-0 You've had a player sent off. The performance was not great. And you've gone back into the changing rooms and you're celebrating as if you'd won the game. It's yeah. not really... It's not great. And I think that's been carried over... That, that performance level that they had against West Ham, that's carried over into their league form. And uh, obviously... The more the results happen against, there's a morale and a confidence issue. And as things start to go wrong in a game, you go, oh, here we go again. And and there's a mentality issue, I think, going on. Yeah. And all tries fighting it. So you can see, again, second half, Ike performed very, very well, like you said. So all tries trying to fight it, to change it. uh, And he's trying to find a solution to it. But I think maybe it's a bit too late now for them. That 4-0 loss against Buffalo, for me, ended it for them. It ended the title. Because the way that they defended, you know, even now, two or three weeks later, I still cannot believe how bad they were defensively. It was was tragic. It was the same in this game. It was the same in this game. Like, before Gokorin scored... There was uh, a long ball from Jocke that, uh, that kind of went up and Milicevic goes to head of the ball and it just pings off the top of his head and the the Irish uh, attacker... Mayamela, yeah. Onto the box. Yeah. yeah. Uh, um, and then... With the left. Yeah. And then five minutes later... Uh, Garcia, I, I get Garcia does the almost the same thing. Uh, Van Alves, a long ball up to the wing, uh, and Garcia completely misses the header, like, yeah, nowhere bad. near it. it was bad. Uh, and so he's up in the air still, and uh, Babica is, is, is in the box. So the player is supposed to be chasing down is already 15, 20 meters away from him. After he's landed to the ground to ch- to turn around to sprint after him, yeah. So it's that there's still that defensive frailty is there, and I, I 
I, I don't know, Manu, if you've got any ideas on how they can fix it to uh, to improve yeah, on what they're doing. Like, like, like uh, okay, they, they know how to play this 4-1, 4-1, or 4-3-3. They have good players. It's just about moments, I think, uh, in the season, like uh, about fitness. I don't know, about confidence. Uh, I didn't watch many games in the last two, three, three months of Fike. Of okay, this is the, the first one in, in playoffs. Uh, and yes, I watched that they have cleared the idea with the system, where to find uh, Pere Pons, where to find Naom, uh, and then to try to, to be uh, open with, with Faraz and Tchaikovsky. Okay, they, they know how to play. Also with Aris, which is difficult because Aris press or defend really good this this situation they studied a lot the the opponent and uh, when with the game under control load rhythm it was okay but these mistakes with with long spaces big spaces uh, from the goalkeeper to the defenders uh, is the perfect situation for aris and um, and the second half without control with more passionate with more passion with more uh, fast uh, game plays, uh, trying to to arrive earlier to the to the box. They had the chance to to win the game. They had the chance to win the game. Uh, okay, but as I said, it's the the boxes. Eh? Bana appears. Bana saves two goals. Yes, one in the first half to Tiskowski, and then this in the second half to Naom. If 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 uh, the usual situation is goal. Uh, change. We will be uh, speaking about uh, other situation, but football is like this. Analysis being really good in both sides. Uh, okay, they have chances now. It's six points from from Aris. I think for the for the championship uh, is really difficult because I don't feel Aris will will lose two or three games. I don't I don't think so. Uh, but uh, okay, they can fight for Europe and Europe also is. It's really good uh, nowadays in in Cyprus because uh, you can see that there are six, seven, eight really good teams. So, so uh, as you say, okay, against West Ham they were celebrating. Okay, I as a player I have to say that uh, you have to enjoy good moments in football because many bad moments uh, you have to live with them. So maybe it's not the best moment with four uh, nil. Okay, but I think they wanted to. To say it themselves, hey, okay, our time in Europe this season was amazing. We deserve it. Very good. Mm -hmm. of, of yeah, that's for sure. Okay, I, did, I didn't watch the video, eh? but okay, we have to understand this. Or you have to understand this because uh, football like this, maybe you play good against Alice and you are losing there inside uh, the dressing room. Bad moments this week, this against Paphos 4 0. Okay, and uh, the, the trip in Europe was really good, we have to say. From from Mike, really really good this season. Mm -hmm. Oh, they they did better than we expected. Yeah, 100%, definitely. Because they went from Champions League qualifiers to Europa League qualifiers, Europa League, and then Conference League. Lots of games, oh, and for yeah. them to still be in the top six after all of that, it's a great achievement. It's it's they're doing very well. But next season is going to be more pressure. Because Ultra, they're going to want more from him and more from the players. Now, they're going to make more signings, obviously. But Well, they, they yeah. will need to. Because from what's being reported in Greece, Farage 
is being uh, Olymp- both Olympiagos and Panathinaikos are looking at Farage. Mm. Uh, so it's going to be, and so. and it's and apparently the value that Ayek are looking for is two million euros. Now two million euros. Okay, if you're listening to this and you've been watching Premier League or Premier or Premier or Serie A, or whatever, two million euros. Two million euros is nothing. Two million euros buys a whole team in Cyprus. Yeah. So it's. Uh, they they really need to uh, obviously make considerations for how they will use that additional money that comes in to build the team better. And for me, the thing they need to concentrate on is in defence, because uh, again, there's I don't know I don't know if it's maybe maybe there's a tiredness kicking in. But if you have a look at, I don't, I don't want to mention ages. But if you have a look at, for instance, Angel Garcia is, is a very, very experienced player, very, very good player. But if you're starting a run with Bambiga, and you're twenty meters behind, you're going to have a lot of difficulty trying to catch him. Yeah, even the the um, fastest players, even Mbappe, would struggle if you give Bambiga ten yards, ten meters head start. Even right. he would struggle to, to chase right. him. And, and, I, and I think there's a certain amount of tiredness that's come in because yeah. whilst they've invested up front and in their midfield, they've got a lot of very good attackers, very good midfielders. They haven't necessarily brought in the reinforcements in the defence. And I think that's maybe what has, what has killed their season. Right. This about Farage speaks really good about Cyprus football because mm-hmm. uh, here in Spain uh, you speak about Olympiacos or Panathinaikos in Greece and you think they are really good teams. Okay, they will be in first division here in Spain. But you, you speak uh, here about uh, Apollo or uh, AEC and they think, okay, uh, Cyprus, Cyprus football, okay. Mm-hmm. And no, I watched this season game against uh, Apollo and Olympiacos in. In Champions League, I think on in, in Europe League qualified. Yeah. Hey, okay, Apollo was better, was better, and now you are telling hey, they they want one of the players of Ajax uh, and pay him from for, from him. Uh, it's, uh, Cyprus football is, is going better and better, and uh, we have to say it. Uh, and it's a real situation. And okay, uh, the season of Ajax I think is is really good. They have many injured players now also. It's not easy. Mm. And in, in these last games, if you are four or five games without winnings, uh, you are out because uh, uh, you have to win to be first or second. But uh, also, as, as I said, the, the league for the season of, of five playing Europe and playing uh, the league uh, was really good. was really good. It's really Absolutely. Good. Yeah. And I'm sure they're going to make more signings. Their, their scouting network is brilliant. It's absolutely brilliant. So, go on. No, no, I was going to say, Aris have got, uh, they've already made a signing. Or yes. They haven't announced it yet, but Landing Baji is uh, a Senegalese, uh, is a 19 year old Senegalese goalkeeper who represented the Senegal on the 20 team in the Africa Cup of Nations. And the whole tournament is just one massive clean sheet for him all the way from the group stages <laughs> to the <laughs> final. No goals conceded. 
So uh, Van Alves, uh, watch out! But the, the Aris, the, yeah. Aris's scouting for Africa is top, mm-hmm. top. Yeah. Look at the players that they got. You know, Boaki, they got Bambika, they got Mayambella, Gomis. Uh, obviously, this goalkeeper coming in. My God, yeah. <laughs> where? How? Who are the scouts? <laughs> Bring them to England. <laughs> So they they're, they're doing a, they're doing a very very good job. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. Just Absolutely. just keeping an eye on the time. Yes. Yes. Uh, I think I think we need to finish because we've done nearly two hours, Manu. Manu needs to get to, to sleep. He's got training tomorrow. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I there, there, there's. there's uh, I just want to very quickly. The um, very quickly, and then he pauses. Um, there's uh, a, a there's, there was somebody that went on a law podcast who was in charge of the committee of ethics and safeguarding in sport. Yeah. Uh, basically, it's the team that investigates the badge fixing inside. Oh, I know what you're talking about. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. I know what you're talking about. Uh, so talking the about. previous head of this committee uh, went on a law podcast and uh, said. That the former president of the Republic of Cyprus, Nikos Anastasiadis, said to him to to worry about more serious matters to attend to when he wanted to investigate a friendly between Abolon and Garmiodissa. So these two these two teams had played each other in a friendly. There was some weird betting activity, and this guy wanted to investigate it. And the president of the Republic of Cyprus said to him, eh, it's okay, don't worry, it's no problem. That's what this guy is saying. Now, um, the allegations are very serious. Uh, and obviously, the, pre- the old president of the Republic has come out and said, don't know where this is coming from. Um And in addition, some people have come out to say that the guy who went on the podcast is quoted as wanting to destroy Anastasiadis. So there's some some weird kind of ins and outs. Again, we also know Anastasiadis is an Abolon fan. Yeah. Uh, Yeah. Very well known to be an Abolon fan. Some people have said that's one of the reasons why the Alfa Mera Stadium was built was because he pushed for it. Okay. Um, but yeah, so again, very serious allegations uh, that should be forwarded to either FIFA on the footballing side or the European Council on the political side. Um, because uh, one, political involvement in football is not allowed as per FIFA rules. And two, the European Council at the moment is really big on investigating corruption right now. You know, with mm. Eva, the, the Greek MEP, uh, receiving the money from Qatar, allegedly. Allegedly, yeah. we'll say. Um, so, yeah. Now, the other thing is, is the, this man who went out and said this stuff is a lawyer. So, as a lawyer, he should know you're supposed to build a case Evidence. Have the evidence. <laughs> present the evidence. 
to get the to get the result you want. Instead, uh, he just went out, it went on a podcast and just went oh, blah, 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 blah. <laughs> kind of like again, we go back to it seems to be a Cypriot thing, this like uh, to to be like, oh well, this guy said this to me. Have you got any evidence? Uh, yeah, he told me it. Uh, anyway, um, so um, he also threw the committee, which is supposed to be investigating match fixing, he threw them under the bus, saying uh-huh. that they haven't done anything. Uh, and I've been on this podcast a few times to say they are doing stuff. So, for instance, they did the Olympias Limbion game against Aes. Aes. They did mm-hmm. the bike game in the cup versus Anorthosi. It's Anorthosi, yeah. And they're also investigating the Omonia Radipo game with Ayers. Now, there's, there's, there hasn't been a result on that one yet. There has been a result on the bike Anorthosi game. And bike, some bike players have been found guilty, or at least recommended to be found guilty by this ethics committee. And this was like a month ago. <laughs> and I've been waiting every week. I post, you know, I, I do the Twitter thing of, uh, you yeah. know, the punishments <laughs> by, the, uh, by the Cypriot FA. And I'm waiting. What's the, what's the final conclusion of what they found? And I'm still waiting. It's really frustrating because it's not the ethics committee that's the problem there, is it? No, no. But maybe maybe you'll get your your answer for, as a Christmas present. Which year? Ah, <laughs> 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 oh, but yeah. I don't know. Um, I don't know. Anyway, uh, yeah, we have to end it. Think, uh, let's not, think, let's not yeah. end it on a sour note. There's also let's let's let's, let's bring it up a little bit. Aes. I've got a Twitter account now. Okay. There you go. There you go. Give them a follow. Give them a follow That's if you want. That's a good one. Absolutely. There you go. Well, look, let's get the league table up and then we'll wrap it up with a little bow on top. Here's the title race in its full glory. Aris, top of the league, three points ahead of Upwell. Three games to go, boys and girls. Three games to go. Ayak. Our third in 62 points. Buffo and Abolon locked on 59. My team, Omonia, we lost our 15th game of the season. Even our North have won, uh, lost less games than us. Fuck. So have I. Anyway. So have I. Yeah. They're in, look, they're, they're in 10th. Yes. Thank you for reminding me. Thank you. <laughs> and as you can see, the relegation group or the playouts, as they call it, Paralimni, Olympiagos, and Agrida, three teams at the bottom. Although Paralimni. Are only four points behind Doxa, so there's still a chance. There's still a chance. It's, it's a small chance, but there's still a chance of them staying up. But right now, it looks like those three teams are going down, and uh, Mr. Donaidi will end his tenure as Olympiago's head coach, uh, sorry, president, as uh, the guy that sends them down, unfortunately. Never surrender, apparently, as he says. Anyway. Manu, gracias for joining us. Really appreciate your time, amigo. Thank you. Thank very you, Marisol. I enjoy a lot this time. I discover a lot of news. I just follow football news, so 
this is new for me. And, uh, <laughs> and thanks, thanks for, for your time. And let's see, let's see who is winning these this last games and who is the, the champions of, of the league, who goes to Europe. And uh, ah, let's enjoy these three weeks. Yes. Well, I hope, I hope we can have you on again, especially if I just win the title. I think that'd be an extra special, extra, extra special show, a special occasion. Whenever you want, whenever you want, of course. Gracias, amigo. Thank you very much. Tasomu, what's your uh, Twitter? Would you like to tell uh, it's, all, it's all there, man. Flares Gaffes. You can find me there. Uh, remember as well, we've got the Facebook. If you're not on the Twitters or the Instagram, there's the Facebook group. This is Mappa. You can just give it a yep. search there. We come up. Join. Stell. Stell is the administrator. He'll let you in. I'll let you in. He's, he's, he's a rubbish bouncer. He lets everybody in. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, yeah, so that's uh, that's it from me. Excellent. And uh, Manu is on Twitter as well. He's at Manu Garcia 19. Yeah. You want to give him a follow, boys and girls? He's on Instagram. And as Faso said, we're on Instagram, Twitter, at This Is Mappa. So that's it for our edition. Thank you for tuning in. And we'll be back very, very soon. I think Faso will be in Cyprus next time or oh, time yeah. after or whatever but yeah. we'll see we'll see other boys and girls 